when you go to like the playgrounds and stuff around Amsterdam, you take some toys for your kids. And another, and they've finished and they're going down the slide and stuff. And another kid's looking at their tractor going, that looks fun. And you come over and you're like, come play with it. We'll let you know when we go. There's always one set of parents who are like, no, they're my kids. You're listening to Attack the Pod, a podcast with news, views, and how-tos inspired by Amsterdam's biggest, biggest best, best, and most international triathlon and cycling club with your hosts, Neil and Matt. We're back. Podcast number 12. One year. We're on Excellent. one year. This is our birthday. Milestone. A milestone. It is actually. I, I, I can't calculate this in my head. It seems like next month should have been the 12 months, but I'm sure it's just me getting it wrong. But anyway, we're back with Attack the Pod with your host, Neil and Matt. Hello. And we also have a guest with us. We've got Joe McConnell with us. Thanks for having me. Known as Physio Joe in the circles of Attack, I think. <laughs> so. <laughs> so often in WhatsApp, all on Physio Joe. I got called Fizzy Joe the other day. That, was, uh, that was a low point. That was a low point. So we've got Physio Joe with us. Fizzy I think, Joe. Uh, Joe is the answer to the most asked question in the Attack WhatsApp group. Uh, Does physio. anyone know of a uh, get in touch with Joe? <laughs> and the thing is, he's probably the only member of Attack that's not in the WhatsApp group. <laughs> You're missing Actually out. not, yeah. I'm missing out, yeah. I should get involved with that. You're missing out in so much. You're yeah. getting good referral. I'm on the Amsterdam anyway. Mamas group, so I'm getting a lot of referrals <laughs> from that as well. Oh, now we know where your priorities lie, yeah. Anyway, we've got Joe with us. We're going to talk about injury prevention. Um, apparently, he knows about this. That, that's good we've got him here. So we're going to talk about injury prevention. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the tri world. There's been some movements. What's going on in the club? I think we'll maybe talk a little bit about the Giro as well. Nice. Giro detail. Oh, I don't have Oh, it. no. <laughs> I don't have Anna's little uh, thing. I'm, I'm going to find that. So with that, we'll uh, we'll get going. We're going to get to know Joe a little bit. Now, you haven't listened to any of the beginning podcasts, have you? You've only listened to like the, the most recent. Yeah, what? I think I listened to the most recent one, yeah. But nothing from the, from the so, early days. So you haven't listened to any where we've had a guest. You know, I did listen to the beginning of the one with Brian. That was quite funny. Oh, Brian, yeah, 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 that was true. We had to spot it nice. in two parts because Brian was had, a brief uh, had so many good stories. Yeah. <laughs> so we are. We, we like yarn, that's for sure. <laughs> so we like to get to know the guests a little bit. So we've got some some questions, and the idea is you just give us your quick fire answer, right? You've okay. got to see what comes. To no you. thinking. No thinking. But you will inevitably. Well, like one word. One word if you can. Oh, okay. Not for the first few. Oh, not that succinct. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Right. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to start. Right. Shaved legs. Yes. UK or Netherlands. UK. Ollie Bowen or Bitter Bowen? Bitter Bowen all the way. A6 or New Balance? A6. Mountain bike or road bike? Road bike. You ever been on a mountain bike? Once when I was a child. Says <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? I right? need to go to uh, Schorl uh, yeah. in the yeah, north. People talk I really, about I've been meaning to do that for like three years. <laughs> I brought yeah. my mountain bike over 10 years ago and I've been meaning to go on it for 10 years. <laughs> I've never used it. 10K or a marathon? Marathon. Treatment or prevention? Prevention. Uh, but is that not is that not like against your business <laughs> it model? It is, but I'd, I'd, I'd rather people didn't get injured. Yeah, that's it, right? Especially attack members. <laughs> or the mamas group or the Facebook mamas that's group. That's it, yeah. Amsterdam mamas. Amsterdam or Rotterdam? Amsterdam. Um, <laughs> COVID or shin splints? Ooh, shin splints. No, no one wants COVID. <laughs> just, just as a general put, rule. I just put that one in there. I'd have to agree with you there. Right, here's a question for you, right? If your sub, we'll talk about this, but if your sub three hour marathon effort was two seconds over, would you have lied about it? No, never. Do we believe that, Matt? <laughs> I think, I do, I do, yeah. <laughs> it does look pretty genuine. Oh, to be yeah, fair, my yeah. first ever attempt at a marathon was three hours, one minute, 
So uh, if well, I wanted to lie at yeah, that we're point, we're talking, maybe, yeah. we're, we're talking two seconds here, Joe. We're not talking <laughs> okay, about a minute. Two seconds. Uh, so you, you I still, wouldn't. You, I still wouldn't. I still wouldn't. It would be. It would be recorded anyway, wouldn't it? So, right. So, so let's. Right, so you'd let's, at least study the file, right, to see yeah, if there was, was, uh, like, was like a couple of hundred meters too long here. Okay. Right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let yeah. me put it this way, right? So, so Joe, I think just uh, a couple of months into lockdown, or well, a couple of weeks into the first lockdown, you done a sub three hour marathon in Vonda Park at like four yeah. in the morning, right? Yeah, that's right. How many laps was it? 13. And 13 a bit. laps yeah, yeah, and a 13. Bit. Which so, isn't actually that much. It always just seems like, well, 30, that, that seems reasonable. No, yeah, I mean, it's a, a, part it's a decent size lap. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a big it's a big part. And you've done it early in the morning when no one else yeah, would be there, like, of course. There was literally no one there until like the last hour. And then and it then, just got uh, really busy, yeah, I imagine. Yeah, there were no more. <laughs> Must have uh, been a few homeless people. Couple, but a, a yeah, few I was, so, I was so focused, I didn't really, yeah, I couldn't really see anyone else. <laughs> so, so you've done that, right? You're on lap six, you're like, I really need to stop for a toilet break. You take a piss and then you finish and it's three hours and two seconds. Do you lie about it? Well, that's knowing that the piss no, took I, 20 seconds. I wouldn't lie about it. I still wouldn't but lie would about it. Would you be it. like, you know, like it was three hours, two seconds, character, yeah. but I took a pass. It's a character assassination from Neil. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to hold my water, even if I wanted to. But I tell you, I would be like, but I had to tie my shoelace. I'd be finding that two seconds somewhere. I think, uh, anyway, I had to ask that. I thought it'd be quite funny. <laughs> so that's Joe. We're going to speak to, to Joe more about uh, injury prevention and stuff, but that was that was uh, to get that bit out of the way. We're going to move on now to, to some updates, and I think this is you, Matt, or is it me? Because we don't have a name against this, but... Well, I think it's Anna, because uh, we're going to start with uh, something close to her heart. I don't, sorry, what are we going to talk about? Giro d'Italia. Ah, okay, okay. Anna's made a comeback. Yeah. What, what, what kind of race is it, Anna? Well, you go up and then you go down. Ah, ah thanks, right. Anna. thanks, Anna. Well, I don't know what we would have, what we would have done. <laughs> what, do, do you, you like much. the Giro d'Italia, Anna? I like the, you know, the, the kind of like lifestyle of it. Okay, okay. Right, enough <laughs> of Anna. Anyway, Matt. Well, I think uh, we don't want to go on and on about cycling, which we sometimes do. So what I thought would be interesting, I think all three of us in the room are cycling fans, but maybe if we all shared one takeaway from the race, which is just finished. Sorry. Giro d'Italia. <laughs> Thanks, Anna. Yeah. So, Neil, what was your impression? Yeah, I see, I've not watched a lot of it. Oh. I knew I was going to get this, even when I was... I watched uh, three or four stages of it, and that's about all I can say. Like, I, I have to say, I, I was surprised. I didn't think... But I've, I don't, I've not been following Bernal since the Tour de France, but I didn't think he was going to be on form or flying the way he was in order to pull this one off. I mean, he was in the, what's it, the Mella Rosa? Oh, sorry, I need Anna for this. Maglia Rosa. That one, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's the pink jersey in the... Giro d'Italia. And um, I, it's pink, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, that's right. Checking. And then when, it, when it, he was in it for about, what, 12 days, was it? Yeah, probably. More, more Most right. the second half of the race. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So my thought was then, can he, so if he pulls this off, right, which he did, you know, amazing. I think he's an amazing rider. What age is he, 24? Something like that, yeah, yeah. 24. Yeah. I thought, I can, yeah, right. uh, what is his chances for the Tour de France? Because there's going to be a far more stronger riders to be up against in, in the Tour de France. Yeah. And has he just written that off? Um, yeah, he's not going to go. He's not well, going, no. Oh, he's not, not even going? Yeah, I don't think he's going to go. Aha, when okay. is it? I don't know if it's changed this year. Like the yeah, I'm, I'm Starts sure. in four weeks because they four brought weeks, it forward yeah. a week or two for the Olympics. It would yeah. be very unlikely if he went for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think yeah. he's going to I think he's gonna go for La Vuelta. La Vuelta, as, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> good on him for getting the... But um, Simon Yates, I thought, an amazing performance. Didn't expect to see him as far up as he was. He finished third in the end? Or yeah, fourth? I think yeah, he was third. three and a half, four minutes behind in the end or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, he, he was looking pretty well 
well but didn't give a hard enough time what was it he put in on Friday was it 20 30 seconds was yeah around that yeah. Like, good stage win but it wasn't enough to swing um, the scales and uh, yeah so that's about all I can say I didn't watch it like I do usually watch the Tour de France as, Joe as you're, you're a new dad so did you have a chance to watch like between feeds or There's highlights of watching or? television but it's it's quantity rather than quality you can't concentrate on anything because yeah. you're constantly watching uh, watching your son or daughter of course you know you know better than me but um, I watch bits and highlights here and there it's great to see Bernal doing well. He's apparently had a, a real bad back problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, big scoliosis, apparently, which you couldn't, you couldn't really tell through. Uh, just so what does that mean? So it's just a bend in the back, basically, that's more than usual. It's nice to see that that, because a lot of people come and they say, I've got a scoliosis to, to see me as, you know, as a, as a physio appointment. Actually, you can do pretty much anything with a scoliosis. It's just yeah. a slight further along on the spectrum of, uh, of bending your back, really. Is this something you're born with or is this something that you get through over training? Generally born with it right, and it, okay. can, uh, yeah, it can worsen through yeah. sort of young age, but generally later on it's a kind of maintenance thing for the yeah. back. Okay. And so he's obviously had a very good physio. And uh, yeah. yeah he and would really he well. have known about this at a younger age? Would this be something he'd have nursed or could it be the sort of the extra volume of being a pro cyclist is... I think he's probably always always known about it, and uh, and that intense period when he first came in as a pro cyclist might have just you know brought it on or brought some pain on in the back, and yeah. it's just been exacerbated by the fact that he's got this uh, yeah. extra curve in the back. But um, yeah, excellent to see him do well. Yeah, it sort of proves that you know even with a scoliosis you can do anything because yeah. this yeah. is one of the most grueling events that there is. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely yeah, being yeah. on the bike for that many hours, day after day after day. Exactly. What, what is the, the deal with him not doing the tour then? What's this all about? Uh, he was never that, in the in the squad. He was never uh, in the lineup to go. Do you to think the there's tour. regret there? Maybe there is now, but I think uh, I think they wanted to take him out the limelight a little. I think they wanted to give G and uh, Gagan Hart a chance. But now he's very young, so he yeah. can uh, he can afford a bit yeah. more a bit more years. But yeah, I thought it was. Uh, there was a lot of uncertainty about the back pain as well and the yeah. back problem. I, I think take him out. Like, sort okay, of, let's uh, just put him in a lo slightly lower profile. Exactly. I haven't but, watched much of the narrative. Is this shocked them? Have they been like, wow, didn't expect that, or have they? Do, has there been a bit of you know? We, we I mean, we all knew that he had it, but I don't know if they necessarily knew that it would come back that quickly. Yeah. 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 Hmm, interesting. But uh, talking about young guns, I think. I wonder whether Dakota Quickstep are regretting backing a Vanderpool to quite the same degree and mm. wonder how Almeida would have gone if he'd have been their leader from the word go. It's always shoulda, woulda, coulda in yeah. these situations, isn't it? And it's always like looking through the retrospective scope. Would you have made a different decision? Yeah, yeah, but he's obviously their, their golden boy going forwards. But yeah. again, sort of um, another really bad injury coming back from that and then no racing at all and going straight into a three-week tour. Yeah. His first ever three-week tour. He's supposed to be this incredible talent, but I think it was sort of wish. Wishful thinking to yeah, do all yeah. the classics that, at that intensity and then, uh, yeah. and then go into a three-week tour. Exactly. Yeah. Completely different kettle of fish, really. It's yeah. Different, yeah, it's different, different sport, really. together, isn't it? Picks for the Tour de France, then. I'm, I'm not going to make a pick just yet. I, I would, I mean, I, I never know the form. I'd, I get this wrong every year because I'm not studying the form of the cyclist in the run up to these things. So I sort of look at it from a more strategic sort of how would I feel point of view. Pogachar, if he's in the lineup, I could be completely wrong. You would hope he is. He's, he's not going to want to let it go very easily. But what's his name again? Roglic. Uh, Roglic, Roglic is yeah. going to, he's got an axe to grind, of course. I mean, yeah. he had it taken away he's from He's going to want this so badly. Yeah. And his so, team are going to want it as well. Yeah, so, of uh, course. So there, this is. 
they they ain't going to, they're not going to make the mistakes they made last year of just letting you know who's this Pogacar you know what's he yeah um, they, no they, he's going to be marked this year uh, yeah exactly it, so yeah. I, from that point of view I think well it's always been the incumbent if you like is always easier I think but you know Bernal learned the hard way how that goes again I don't know the form of riders leading up to it it will be really interesting just to see how Chris Froome operates like I don't know if he's got if he's completely has been or if he has some for I just want to see and again I've not seen anything of him up until this but I do all I know is he's put in a massive block of training and yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, you I mean, know, if he can get some know. form back, he'll be. In he's looked a long way off though, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's been yeah, a shadow so of I haven't his been form himself, So, and yeah. he's in the racing tour. I, I'm interested to see how Ineos go. Garen Thomas is sort of is he team leader? Uh, he, him and uh, Tab Gagenhart are kind of co-leaders ah, okay. going in. Yeah, that's that, interesting. Yeah, that would be good. good but to I, see. I think almost uh, heart and head. I, I'd like to see Roglic get it this year after what happened last year. I think. I would. He's such yeah, a nice guy. He got the rug pulled un- from under his feet, yeah. and yeah. I think that would be nice to see just a, yeah. that kind of. Yeah, he seems like a good guy. Revenge as well. kill. I was <laughs> conflicted, and their pals off the bike. I yeah. don't know if they still are, but they were. Yeah, I was yeah, sort yeah. of conflicted in my head because, on one hand, it felt like an injustice. On the other hand, you kind of like to see the underdog come and through. Like the and drama of that final. I can't handle it. I just begin to feel sorry for the wall, yeah. you know, and I don't know who I would be wanting to win, but it'll be exciting when it does come. And we think it's coming in four weeks, did, did you say? Around four weeks, yeah. Around yeah, it's been moved forward for, for the, uh, the Olympics, should they happen. Oh, yeah, it's another great sporting event. Yeah. The Euros sh- is coming up as they well. They shouldn't yeah. be happening if they're trying to control it, I would say, but let's not go in there. <laughs> yeah, well, also, the, the Olympics without crowds just doesn't seem... Yeah, and the money. I mean, but yeah. I guess they've written that money off long ago, but there's no money to be made. So, Matt, you've got a bit of a rant here about other sports clubs. I want to hear this. What's going on? I'm going to go What's straight happened? in. I'm going in like two studs, like double footed here. <laughs> we have the Wednesday night track runs. And, and as everyone knows, we've had the West run at the West side, West side story. Massive. <laughs> at the uh, running track next to uh, the Arsenal uh, Athletics Club. So down by the Olympic Stadium. Yep. Who's doing that one for now? A while. Um, so we have Valeria running that. Oh, so, nice. um, yeah, she's doing a good job from what I hear. She's a friend of Rafa's and nice. she's a running coach. Awesome. So she's coming down and doing nice. that. And we're trying to offer an East solution. So, uh, it sounds weirdly political. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so, up for that. I'll, yeah. be, I'll, I'll be moving to East. So we, we started in the Flevo part with the, there's a sort of little loop there. But obviously, it's not a proper running track. You don't get the softer surface and that springiness for a bit of extra speed work. And when the light disappears, there's no floodlights or anything. So at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we found a track in in East, which is part of the AV something, 23, AV 23 running club down by the university area there. So I I went into their their clubhouse there and spoke to a guy (laughs) and he was like, yeah, sure, sure. Look, don't come during the day because the kids are here and especially during COVID, you can't really have too many people on the track. Good work, Matt. It's a great initiative. Yeah, yeah. And and I was like, so what, what about evenings? Wednesday and Friday, no problem. So... We organized it. And then on the first Wednesday evening, we had the track to ourselves, basically. I think there were six of us there, track to ourselves. There was an, an older group started in the corner, doing some warm-up, kept to themselves, all fine. Just finishing up. And uh, some 
woman comes sort of frog marching over to us and, uh, and is like, are you part of the club? We're like, no, no, no. I explained the situation. Who did you speak to? What was his name? I was like, well, I didn't get her. <laughs> did you push name. him under the bus? The guy that left a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so we just sort of left it and we were finishing, literally finishing the session. Like we we're cooling down at that point. <clears throat> So then I indulged in a bit of email with them uh, through the week, just checking everything. Yeah, no problem. No training at this time. And then at the end of the next session, same thing happens. <laughs> this time she comes marching over with a guy going, he's on the board. At which point sarcasm comes in. It's like, off the running club? Because <laughs> I think I was meant to but be impressed at real. this point. So I tried to be very nice and friendly about the whole thing. But it's like, okay, even they, they, they claim to be sort of uh, renting the, the, the track for a couple of hours every afternoon or every evening, five till seven, eight o'clock. So, but even if that's the case, we started at seven, we're, we're finishing at 10 to eight. You start at eight, you're literally just warming up. No one's been on the track. Yeah, it's not even an hour, yeah. is it? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but we rent it. And I was like, but we were the only people running on the track. Say, <laughs> like, I don't care, we rent it. And that point, feels a bit of an yeah, there. I realize it's because Joe, you're going to learn that at some point when you go to like the playgrounds and stuff around Amsterdam, you take some toys for your kids <laughs> and another, <laughs> and they've finished coming. and they're going down the slide and stuff. And another kid's looking at their tractor going, that looks fun. <laughs> yeah. And you come over and you're like, come play with it. We'll have to let you know when we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's, one, there's always one set of parents who are like, no, they're my kids. <laughs> yeah. You can't play with them. And, that's what and I was like, my kids' toys. ah, that's who you are. <laughs> you're the person that when you're on a bike ride and you wave to them, doesn't rave back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's like, it, this exactly. is who we're dealing with here. So what is the resolution? Is it, yeah, is we're going to run in West. <laughs> <laughs> Can she stop you? I mean, in theory. Uh, you just like, we don't want to be getting into that sort of. Another tedious exchange of emails. Exactly. <laughs> but the, emails, the, emails, the emails seem to be okay. They were, they were saying everything's cool. Well, I mean, firstly, they're just not nice people. But secondly, yeah. I don't want to be arguing sort of pedantics. And, no, and no, but if you could get to a resolution where you're happy, it's good to have a. Um, I'm just being really selfish here because I live in East. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'd love thinking, that to I'm not yeah, the same, same. But, uh, but I think we're just gonna. I think maybe it's better to focus our attentions on one session as well and get a bit uh, more momentum there. Because half, yeah. well, two thirds of the people that are going say that it doesn't make much difference to them which session they go to. So yeah, I think we'll yeah. just uh, focus around West. But it made me feel a little like sort of prouder about sort of how open and how inclusive we are as a club compared yeah. to. Of the uh, AV23. Less inclusive um. jobs. <laughs> yeah, what a pain in the ass. Yeah. Another thing, so moving on. So that's another, my rant. That's your libel as well. One thing I noticed actually on your Strava, Matt, is now that your swims are coming up with little fancy numbers and uh, little fancy, fancy graphics. Oh, fancy oh, schmancy nice. graphics, yeah. So t tell us, you've got a new pair of goggles, right? I do. Now, I am not sure if it is on record on one of the podcasts, your thoughts on having a pair of goggles. I didn't like them. Yeah, so now I want to hear, so this is the form <laughs> goggles they're yeah. called. Let us, give us a quick rundown, because I am very curious actually. Give us a rundown, right? So, so firstly, excuses. I didn't pay full price. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. got it off. But no, th this is a weird Save one for me. Tenor. So, um, is it your sponsor? Yeah, not fully, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> See. This is a weird one for me because like, firstly, I really like all sports tech, basically. But on the other hand, I come from a swimming background and swimming's very minimalist. It's like, I don't even like swimming in a, in a Garmin. It's off the clock on the poolside. 
you know the length of the pool. Why do you need anything yeah. more? Well, do you know the length? <laughs> You're a purist. Well, this no is right. questionable. Maybe Miranda Bart. We'll come back yeah. to that. <laughs> anyway. Decided to try them. And one of the main reasons I get quite a lot of questions about uh, getting quite a lot of questions from athletes that I coach mm. about using them as well. And then. Uh, nice excuse, man. Well, Come yeah. on, nice excuse. And something I'm going to get onto as well. So, firstly, yeah, the pros and cons, like wearing them is a weird experience because you've got this data screen sort of comes into your field of vision, yeah. which means that your peripheral vision is very limited. It's wow. sort of like putting tape around the outside. So you can only see through the central thing. Ah, okay, okay, yeah. And then the first few sessions, you're kind of almost not looking through them. You're just looking at the mm. at that data screen the whole yeah, time. Quite dangerous. So that's kind of odd. But once you get used to it, so I'm in them today and I, I'm now used to it and use it as a normal goggle. And every few moments, you kind of just readjust your focus to pick up that data. I see kind of three use cases or, or, or there's three ways you could use them. And, and two of them I've tried. So... Firstly, in like a swim squad. So I use, I've used them at like swads at swim gym. It's interesting, but I don't think they're necessary at all for something like that, where you're in a session being told what to do. You know what you're doing. You're following feet often. I've used them just to do laps on my own, which was really good because I had a focus. What's the data that you're getting then? You yeah, can we, set should, the we should talk about what they are. Yeah. So very quickly, as uh, you've kind of gave it yeah, away anyway, a but it's a goggle. set of goggles with a screen and it shows data that yeah. you would maybe have in your, that you that you need to have, I think, on your watch. No, you can. So in the pool, you don't need it attached to your watch, but uh, open water, you can attach it to your watch. Okay. So laps I found really good because then you, I was a, I did a long swim yesterday. I was doing sets of a thousand and I wanted to hit 130 every hundred and I can see that time. Okay. And you could also set things like uh, splits. You could set stroke, uh, stroke rate, stroke speed, anything. So you can, you can do all the kind of things that you would expect to do with your Garmin as well, but you're, you're looking at that in real time and, or it cycles through. You can tell it when you're doing technique, you can tell it all these different things. So I found it really useful for that. And because I'm leaving Amsterdam in the end of the year and we're, I think I'm going to just be swimming on a pool on my own quite a lot I, and not have a squad. I see a value to that. The thing I write, really like afterwards is the metrics you get out of it because it brings a level of dynamic. Just before about 10, 20 athletes all shit themselves that you're leaving Amsterdam. Yeah, right? what's going on there? I was about <laughs> you're, to you're staying in the country. You're moving you're house to another part of the Netherlands. Yeah, and, moving to the south of the Netherlands. Yeah, and hopefully you'll yeah. still be accessible. Or, or not even the, right. the full south. <laughs> south. Like, like a an hour and a half now. South. <laughs> right, so just, yeah, just yeah. to put that out there because now everyone's like, oh. It's a small town. There's a nice swimming pool, but I don't think there's going to be like a. Is that the first thing you looked at? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's where I got the tick off. Hang on, what sort of swimming function will there be there? Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, "Sounds good, but I'm going to need some goggles." <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an excuse to you there, yeah. but no. But let's say, so, but the, the metrics you get are amazing. So really, it knows I never thought what, I'd hear you say this. Yeah. It knows what stroke you're doing. Is it accurate? That was the question I was going to have. 100% accurate. Because I think my watch is never that accurate. I was doing 25 meter sprints and it's coming in at like 12.73 seconds. Uh, It's so accurate. That'd be a slow one for me, just for anyone listening. listening. Yeah, 50 meters. Guilty, you're on it. Yeah, it tells you what stroke you do, it shows you how efficiently you're swimming. So that's quite. I, it's nice to have, not not must have. Yeah. Where I think but I mean, the goggles in themselves are probably that. Oh, like, right, so, totally, yeah, totally. Yeah. Where I think it's going to be really interesting is you can pair it with your watch for mm. open water swimming and import that data. So then you get your GPS, so you get your speed, 
pace per wow. hundred, distance. And you know what country you're in in case you've swam too far. In yeah. real time. Yeah. You don't have to pull your arm out of the water to look at the yeah, data. Yeah, or you don't have to do that long, slow. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so I think that's like, it brings a bit of structure because you could also do like almost intervals in open water yeah. in that way instead yeah, of just getting good, in yeah. and doing and it. So. How do you feel then about wear and tear? Because I, I go through goggles quite quickly. Yeah. I mean, like I, I find they become the shit after a while. Yeah. Um, what's the deal with these? Like, how does that? I mean, the holding up fine so far. They've got a, a, a fancy carry case that you put them in to make sure they're not getting... Because I, I just chuck my goggles in the... You know, they, yeah, I just they throw them in my bag. <laughs> Every time I put them in my bag, I'm like, I'm going to bring these out and wash them and air them. Yeah. Never happens. No, it's no. never happened for me. <laughs> I've, um, I've tried to rinse them like twice, I think, as I come out there. I, I don't remember every time, but I'm, I'm doing that every what, so often. What are you expecting? What, is the, what did they say you're going to get out of them? And what are you expecting in terms of before they become mm. not usable again? Or like, what do you do? Do you replace the strap? Or no, do you, you have seal? to replace the whole thing. Yeah, that's about it. I reckon they're going to come up with a scheme where you can recycle them maybe. So right. you get like discount off because you, the tech itself, it's its the screen, you know, yeah, it's, it's yeah, the goggle, yeah. which will go. Whereas I think the tech will last yeah. plenty. So I think they'll all have more of like a subscription kind of two a year mm. kind of model. But I think if I got six months out of them, I'd be happy. Really? Yeah. What do these things cost? Like retail? Retail is about 160. For six months? Yeah, I don't know. It seems a lot because I pay 20 euros for my goggles. But then if you're a swimmer, and not a sponsored swimmer. So if you're a swimmer, 160, like a professional, yeah, yeah. It might still be okay. I well, my know. other, my like kind of way up to this is, is that I'm going to be paying 10 euros a month for a swim card at my local swimming pool in not yeah, Amsterdam. That's true. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, true. Yeah. you know, like the cost of doing it yeah. is limited. So I'm kind yeah, of, maybe in your case, but I'm thinking more yeah. about the, you know, someone that goes to swim gym and is, yeah. likes tech. I like tech as well. I'm not going to lie. I like the idea of it, but yeah. as soon as I saw it, I thought, mm, gimmicky. Well, and when well, I, I saw think, you using them, I yeah. thought I'm really interested to hear. I think if you do a lot of open water swimming and yeah. you want to add some structure there, it's really good. Yeah. And I think probably if you're like quite an advanced swimmer mm -hmm. who swims on their own a lot. Yeah. It might be worth doing. Which you shouldn't otherwise, be doing if you're doing open water, FYI, for yeah. everyone listening. Just uh, And it otherwise I wouldn't bother. Yeah. I think for the average swimmer, it's just not worth it. But, you know, for 160 bucks to get that cool graphic on your, on your Strava <laughs> is pretty cool. I haven't seen this graphic yet. <laughs> pretty cool. It's pretty <laughs> neat. Like, it's pretty, I noticed it straight away and I was like, I, I, I swear sales, to God. Marketing, yeah. I swear I had to look and see that this was Matt because I was like, there's no, no yeah. way. No. And then I didn't think I'd come around, but yeah, I'm, I'm not fully there. I'm not like, it's not a full like Yeah, you went on Strava but, for a long uh, time as well. No, I held yeah. off Strava for yeah, a long yeah. time, yeah. 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 That's true, yeah. But My subscriptions just lapsed. I'm not sure whether to... Oh, have you uh, got the pro one? I did, yeah. Oh. Might not. We're going to move on to some try news. This is the news of triathlon stuff. <laughs> Sounds so familiar, that, that voice. Right, Matt, you're back up. So we've got good news. We're back. We're back. Everything is back on. Not running in East. <laughs> <laughs> Monday night swims, Tuesday night bike rides, Wednesday night track runs, not in East. Thursday night bikes with beginner rides and Friday as of this Friday. So probably whenever you listen to this, uh, open water swim at Slotterplass. Uh, ah, okay, starts from this Friday? From this Friday. I might do that. Yeah. So, if only uh, I had a set of goggles I could use in open water. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah, That's so really we're good. back. No, uh, I mean, obviously, some of the COVID restrictions still apply, still be safe, all those things. But essentially, we're, we're allowed to get back and do all these things. And then I was sort of browsing the NTB site today. 
A lot of events, even into July and August, have been cancelled, but some of them have been confirmed as well. So oh, it looks nice. like from the beginning of July, we're going to have racing back on. Nice. So, Alder Kirk uh, maybe could be an option then. Seems to be, yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. going to be so oversubscribed there. Oh, a lot of them are. Can we not get yeah, a, a yeah. free attack wave this time again or something? <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. No. We should we should just put our own one on, like a proper for-profit one. We'd make an absolute fortune because there's so many people want to race. That's true. But have you seen yeah. the cost of policing these things? Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, it's private, yeah, prohibitive. Yeah, uh, yeah, fair enough. Cool. There's there's a few different rides going on as well throughout the, this, this. Yeah, and, and weekend week. rides as well. And uh, I think there's a sort of a word of advice that I wanted to give. We see there are official descriptions on the website of sort of what a basic, what an intermediate, what an advanced ride is. But everyone seems to be coming. Beginner stroke intermediate ride. Advanced stroke intermediate ride. Intermediate stroke intermediate ride. So just call it, you know, just yeah. decide what you're doing and go and do it. Don't yeah. be, you know, it's okay to be wrong for people. I think it's, but some people don't know where they sit in the levels, right? So Yeah, um, but I say on the site, it says sort of like, here's the pacing, here's mm. how we're going to ride essentially, because it's not only about the pace as well, but sort yeah. of comfort in a, yeah. in a group as well. So I've been out the last few weeks with some people from Iberg and um they've been handing my ass to me like because they're so much faster than what I'm used to like and a group actually it's not like the pace is what I used to ride at but I haven't done it for so long and I find myself and they want to talk to me because I don't know them that well <laughs> <laughs> so it's, the, the pace is higher and they're talking to me and I'm just coming back and I've just had I've, it's been it's been pretty uh, pretty <laughs> fast hum, a humbling, it's, it's well, a humbling experience yeah. when you're like yeah it's kind of like your basis for the first time yeah but also there's a bit of poker face going on like no one you don't want to so I don't know if they're struggling about or if it, no one wants to give up so it's been a bit of cat and mouse but um, it's been nice actually it's been good to open the lungs a bit <laughs> yeah it's been my uh, my ride for the last couple of weeks but the weather's getting uh really towards the yeah good solid yeah, Amsterdam some, summer. yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's only i was riding back for the office today on my scooter i'd actually forgotten what it was like to be in nice weather <laughs> yeah i was like ah, oh, this is actually quite nice i begin to enjoy it again so it's good the restrictions are lifting and we've got good weather so we're going to move on to the star of the show that is physio joe i don't know <laughs> fizzy joe i just fizzy joe's here i just made a bit of a rhyme God, i should never just... said that i'm gonna be called that for the rest of my day isn't it <laughs> yeah you are and you wouldn't know it because you're not in the whatsapp group you need right? to get the website <laughs> yeah that's it yeah the instagram handle yeah yeah, yeah. I think we've spoken sort of time and time again that when we get sort of questions about how to be, how to make improvements and how to get better, the, the number one thing is to be consistent. I guess the main reason that people aren't consistent is through injury, as we sort of touched on earlier, that prevention is better than treatment. So I think that's where we want to come at this from. So uh, I think actually we've got a question now that someone sent in. So do we want to just dive straight in there with yeah, we uh, Lotta's question? We did actually. We've got a question from Lotta and it's it quite funny because we put a question out on the attack group. We tried to word the question so that we don't get specific injury questions. We didn't okay, want it yeah. to be an injury clinic where Joe just answers all the questions, <laughs> right? It wouldn't be fair. And so I, I said, you know, has anyone got any injury prevention questions? Yeah. And Lotta gave me the perfect injury prevention question. Let's do that. To which I then went back and Said, can you be more specific? <laughs> Which is just me. I'm, I'm like, first I'm asking for it. She gives the perfect textbook <laughs> question and then I'm not happy with it. So she was asking if you have, so I, I mean, I can also tell you where it's coming from, but um, she was asking how about injury, how do you prevent in injuries on your calves and on your feet? 
you know, what sort of things should should you be thinking about? And that was when I said, can you be more specific? Which I shouldn't have said. And she said, okay then, if you want me to be more specific, uh, how, do you, how do you prevent and reduce plantar fasciitis? Fasciitis. There are certain stretches you can do afterwards. One of the big things when people come in, I always ask, have you been doing any stretches after running? And generally the answer is no. Nobody's got time for it, right? But um, there's a couple of stretches you can do for plantar fasciitis that will also help with the calf as well. And they kill two birds with one stone. It's a bit difficult to explain the, the stretch. Yeah, uh, but it's something the they could probably find online. Yeah, yeah, for sure that will help afterwards. Good warm up. And that could be something as simple as, um, you know, just a single leg heel raise, you know. For the warm up? Yeah, 20 yeah. times up and down. Um, Can I just say, by the way, you had me doing them because you're treating a small injury of mine last week and my calves are still agony. <laughs> just putting out there. After, like, after the treatment, or you mean in general? Uh, no, just after the treatment. Like okay. now they're still sore. <laughs> right up the tops of them. You had me doing something. I don't know what it was. I think it was the what you just described, the, the heel raise, but it's still yeah. sore. But and heel raises, would you form. do uh, both feet at the same time or do you isolate uh, each I would foot? do single foot. Yeah, yeah, just do single foot up and down. Down and uh, just make sure you're running your foot through full range of movement before you before you get going, like doing some kind of Michael Jackson twists with mm -hmm. your toes on the ground. Yeah, uh, tends to work really well. But plantar fasciitis, uh, yeah, it's actually an injury of basically collagen which sits underneath the foot. So as soon as you start feeling that little bit of pain underneath, you should go and see a physio immediately because it's not one of those ones that's just going to go generally. Yeah. It's a really grumbly one and it takes... And it can be agonizing It can also as well. be, as long as it's taken to get to the point where it's become an injury, uh, it's as long as it can take to recover from. Yeah. So it's one of those ones, just get in there early. Um, also, if you start feeling it, um, you can just put a bottle of, like a two litre bottle of water or whatever into the freezer uh, and take that out once it's frozen and then just... Get after a run or just after, in general? After a run and then yeah. just roll your foot over onto it sitting down. Just yeah. not putting too much weight on it, but just gently rolling it through. And that really helps just reduce any inflammation or any, yeah. any irritation that's come on. The one thing that tends to aggravate that the, the most or might bring it on is running on sand. So just be careful if yeah, you're okay. doing uh, some dune runs because that will uh, stretches out the plantar fascia. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you are. What are the... Um is, is plantar fasciitis one of the most common running injuries? I'm guessing knee as well. Or? Yeah, I think the most common running injury is uh, shin splints. Yeah, because yeah. that's just, it's also a combination of lots of different in injuries. And uh, it's also the most difficult one to treat. So from a physio perspective, uh, yeah, normally they've come in after like six months of having uh, a little bit of pain on the inside of the, just behind the ankle towards the back. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's where the muscle is attached to the bone and it's just kind of pulling away at that and irritating it. Uh, and it comes from, it can come from lots of different areas, but number one can be your type of gait, the way you run, or it can come from overuse, or it can come from um, a particular uh, posture of the foot. So let's say if you've got a really flat foot, it can come from that. Um, but yeah, generally it's an overuse thing. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of new runners will, will tend to get some short yeah, shin so splints as they start it. to step up the volume a little. Yeah, yeah, it's like it comes on if you change what you've been doing. If, if your structure of your training plan has been, okay, add one kilometre a week for the last four weeks, and then all of a sudden you've gone out and done a 20 kilometre. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. Might, you might not feel it in the week afterwards, but it might actually rear its ugly head 
two weeks later. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, but I don't understand why that's come on. But it's actually, it could have been that really long run that you've done two weeks prior to that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just be careful. I always say 5% per week. Uh, maximum. Maximum incremental change. And that way your body can always adapt uh, positively rather so than... So it's less likely to cause injury. Exactly. If you get to that point where you are feeling it as well, could you just sort of take it back again and then go slower? Absolutely. I would say first thing first, take some good rest, go back two or three days later, try again. And if you're still getting it, then it's, you know, it's probably a reaction of the, the plantar fasciitis or the shin splints. And I think this is relevant for probably a lot of the injuries, but maybe because sort of aware of how, how painful shin splints and, and plantar can be is, is being sort of endurance athletes is a tendency to push through certain yeah. things. How do you know the difference between a comfortable level of pain? Cause you know, endurance events have a, a level of pain. You're never going to feel perfect through it. So yeah. how do you know the difference between a what's bearable? Yeah. A niggle. Yeah. I always struggle to describe this. A niggle versus fizzles, an injury. Yeah. yeah Cause physios yeah. always ask, you know, yeah. you know, how sore is it? I always struggle sometimes to yeah. put it into. Well, I'm not words. crying 24 yeah, exactly. seven. That, that's but, what yeah. I'm like. Yeah. I always just say, you know, it doesn't bother me. I mean, I'm pre I'm aware of it. So maybe yeah. it's cause yeah. it's never a, 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 a big injury I've got, but it's, it's hard sometimes to put into words as the patient. And I, I sometimes get asked, you know, mm -hmm. one to 10 scale and I'm yeah. like, well, it's, you know, that's it. I mean, it bearable. really is subjective. So yeah. like, let's say 10 out of 10 is like breaking your leg and zero is nothing. Generally, if it's around a five, then you should start thinking about mm. worrying about it. With shin splints as well, it can come and go qu quite yeah. a lot. So you might have one week where you don't feel it at all. And then randomly you have a run. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's really hurting today. I don't know why it's hurting. If it happens, generally, if it's getting worse during the run, then stop and take two or three days off. Mm -hmm. yeah. But if it's just kind of niggling and just hanging around just do a short shorter run and then go back two days later and make sure you're stretching and warming up as well in between yeah and generally it's okay but yeah okay. if it starts to be a recurring thing you want sooner to rather than later that. with those yeah. ones yeah particularly shin splints because that is really difficult to recover from so you don't just treat runners you do you you treat oh so not just sports injuries of course but, you, but well. you, you the whole yeah you do triathletes so <laughs> I'm going to, I was going to ask what's the most common sports injury you get, but I'm going to ask Matt if he could guess what he thinks it is, and I'll take a guess as well. I'm not shin splints, so that's out, yeah. right? Let's take that one. What do you think? I'm going to say common? something to do with knees. Knees? Knee injuries or, or knee niggle, because cycling and running both have a, a yeah. bit of a knee impact. I don't know. I'm, I'm tempted. Like you, I always, growing up, you always had these people that say, I've got a bad back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thinking you wouldn't usually go to a physio for that. So well, my version of that is... I'd say nine out of 10 people who you tell you're a triathlete go, I used to run, but I can't run now because of my knees. Because of my knees, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Knees. That's yeah. true. I was so going to say. I mean, if, 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 if I'm allowed to pick the same one, it's probably got to be knees. The other knee. It depends uh, what sport it is. I mean, yeah, I was going to say when you first said it, Achilles, because Achilles said uh, okay. is like one of the most grumbly ones and uh, it really recurs quite a lot. But um, I think ITB syndrome, oh, if you've okay, ever yeah. heard about that, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. outside of the knee and it's just a rubbing of yeah. the, the collagen. I have issues with that. And, and I'd refuse the treatment plan every time, which is just beast the IT, the, 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 oh, the, roll it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, like, rolling of the ITB is not going to help because uh, right. it's not, that's not the origin, of, oh, that's the origin of the pain, but. Yeah. The problem's it actually higher up the, the chain. Right? Yeah, it starts the whole, around the yeah, yeah. So how would uh, an ITB injury occur? Like kind of, is, it, is that an overuse injury? Is it? Generally, it's either a tightness in the hip or a style in the way you're running. 
call it like, like the catwalk style, if the hip's going out a little bit, it's putting more tension on the outside mm -hmm. of the knee because there's a big tendon going from the glute area, the, the bum, down to the outside of the knee. And so if you're doing this kind of scissor gait where it almost looks, you know, especially if you're running fast, you'll see it almost like a kind of catwalk gait. Yeah. That you're predisposed to having that kind of problem with that. Do you find yourself watching runners and being like, yeah, yeah. I was going to say yeah. like, yeah. I'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in two weeks. Or just, yeah, yeah. just slip them a business card. <laughs> yeah, 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 running yeah. Past you're going to need this. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hard not, it's hard to unsee these things when you have that knowledge, right? Yeah, no, I'm always, even just watching people walk, like it's terrible. Like my girlfriend gets annoyed with me doing it. All the time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the ITB, yeah, that's probably the most common. Yeah. Uh, and swimmers, for, for, shoulders. Swimmers. Swimmers are shoulders, yeah. yeah. So you've got rotator cuff uh, related pain mm -hmm. is the big one, yeah. which is the deep, they're the deep, the four deep muscles of the shoulder. And we both and have, they that, deal with stability. Right? You have that as well, right? Yeah. No, I've got trapezius. Trape how do I say that? Trapezius. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, okay, okay. I've got a, just an overuse shoulder nonsense. I think it's, I've, I've seen various physios, as you know, Joe. I think it's because I never swam up until basically four or five years ago. And one thing that we're not talking about that I've found with all these injuries is the older you get, <laughs> the more they just seem to come from nowhere. Like, I've ignored yeah, them all yeah. when I was younger. You're like, oh, it's just a niggle. It's just this. And it really hits me. Like, I'm the body now, was more forgiving. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm just going through a checklist, the stuff that I've just yeah. ignored. It's, like, honestly, and shoulders it's the recovery. So when you're younger, the recovery is so much quicker. And when you get older, there's yeah. a degeneration also of the kind of the quality of yeah. tendons. So the tendons tend to get less elastic and more cross fibers in the tendon. So you just need, as you get over 30, unfortunately, yeah. you just need to take more rest days. And it's also the quality of the rest days as well. Right, so it's funny because I've got my physio and the coach and my coach in the same room here, right? So we're like, we should have an arm wrestle. With like, he's, no, he's saying more rest days, right? Yeah, so yeah. you should be uh, listening. Not more rest days, better quality rest days. No, take, take heed of this when you're True. doing my training plan, coach, right? He didn't say all rest days. Yeah. <laughs> it's his fault. So as you... Getting older as well. Is there anything you can do like in terms of maybe so protein intake, collagen, yeah, I would say, weights? I would say protein. Protein is really good for recovery, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, the one say? thing that I changed for my, well, actually I changed almost everything about my uh, training <laughs> strategy for the last marathon that I ran. I changed that. So I made sure every single time, the first half an hour after running, I always took a protein shake with ah. some whatever, some spinach and some blueberries or whatever. And uh, yeah, that seemed to really help yeah. with the recovery. Oh, and okay. took long, I did, to be fair, I took longer recovery uh, times in between the sessions, but made the sessions really specific and really intense. So here's one, like what, what advice do you give to patients or people or friends or whatever that you just think constantly makes you feel like a broken record? You like need to get it printed onto a sandwich board yeah. and just uh, <laughs> walk around with it. Yeah. Well, if it's attack athletes, then it's uh, take more rest days. Yeah. I've just gone into that yeah. because it's like they're See, all. He did they're say all take well, more rest days. I did hear it right. <laughs> oh, you got me. <laughs> so, like, yeah, attack attack athletes are all just like wild horses. You need to just hold them back. Everyone wants to go out, especially in the summer, and uh, and ride a hundred k, and they want to do their first century ride of the, you know. Yeah. And it's difficult to say to someone. I really hate saying it as well. Like. Oh, do you know what that hundred k ride that you're going to do this weekend? Can you just make it a fifty? Because yep. you know, let's yeah. let we're yeah. we're nursing an injury at the moment. Yeah. Let's just see how we go. Yeah, that's the most irritating thing about yeah. my job, actually, yeah. uh, having to tell people <laughs> to stop doing what they enjoy. That's yeah. Just, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, It's also I find it from a coaching side as well because you have to differentiate. Are you doing this to improve, or are you doing this because you enjoy it? Because if you enjoy it and you want to go out and take the risk, go for it. But then you have to accept that you might not improve and also you might get injured. Yeah, yeah accept right. the consequences. Yeah, exactly. Whereas if you're doing it to get faster, 
every run set, or I would say 95% of my feedback of run sessions is go slower. Why is your heart rate so high? But people just go out and they're like, Blast it says it. 125, that's really slow. Two looks like four. <laughs> so, you know, so, and you're always like way too high, way too high. Or well, I even, feel great. I felt great. Yeah, so I just went faster. You yeah. Know? Or I yeah. only want, did one bit faster, but just because only maybe like a percent or two of your overall run was fast, like you say, you're not getting that recovery. Yeah. Then you like, you've, you've impacted the entire run with that. Yeah. That's it. That, yeah. With that part. The other thing that I'm always, because I was trying to think sort of from a less physiological, but more coaching side, one thing that I always do and, and get tried to, and think Neil will also attest to this in my, in sessions I give is lots and lots of drills mm. and pretty much every run session starts with drills, swim session with drills, because the evidence around drills improving technique is questionable. But what I do think is it gets you moving throughout like an extended range of motion, slowly yeah. controlled before you do the yeah. activity itself, yeah. right? So it acts as a warm up. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. which all, too many athletes just leave the house and go yeah. and then wonder why they get it's also like a neuro warm-up like your, yeah, exactly your central that. nervous system's yeah. getting used to the movement everything's warming up things are firing the brain's starting to work yeah you often stick 10 minutes and 10 minutes of drills before a heavier run session yeah, yeah. and, and some, it gets the heart rate right up some easy runs are literally just go out and do some drills mm. for, for 30 minutes because yeah. you know, like you said there's sort of the natural tendencies I've got 30 minutes I could just go and balls to the wall for 30 yeah. minutes yeah. where it's actually the opposite the door and blast it yeah 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 it's like actually you're not going to do anything you're just going to go and do some technique for 30 minutes you're just yeah. going to have that time on the feet yeah, yeah. so you're yeah. getting all those the, that feedback for, for some people I mean it's easy for us as athletes and uh, that do structured coaching and have that insight but for some people they're just not used to that mm -hmm. sort of discipline and it's half the battle so maybe for some people who go from I've just ran all my life to structured training Ian my friend is, yeah. is, is, is similar Ian Niblock he, he, he's very similar he's always just went balls to the wall <laughs> and he's pretty good but he's always got injuries as well funnily enough yeah. and so it's trying to rein him in is, is more of a challenge because you know, it's thing just is, what if you like that, you'll get your training session or training block in your life where everything goes perfectly, yeah, and then you'll come up with a really good performance. The problem is, it's probably only going to be yeah. two out of ten times that that happens. Yeah. It's boring, isn't it, to say, Oh, just be a little bit less gung ho, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're ruining all the yeah. fun. Joy. <laughs> if, so, if an athlete could, could make three changes and it would make them drastically improve their resistance to injury. What would you advise? Or so would protein form part of that, or is that something different? Well, I mean, I'm not a dietitian, but definitely, no, of course, it, definitely, it'll help with uh, with recovery to give your body the amino acids and the protein that you right. need straight but, away afters. Yeah, to be more resistant to injury, what three things could you? So stretching afterwards is always good. There's a hot. I mean, there's tons of YouTube clips. I wouldn't even need to look far to have a look and see like a runner's stretching regime after so if you could only stretch before you know how everyone's got no time right yeah you yeah. can only either in the shower warm, you can either warm up <laughs> or you can stretch out after it what would you advise uh, i know you, you could could advise it, both so uh, i'd that. advise both but you could sort of integrate the warm-up into your run i guess like yeah, just like, start uh, slowly and yeah. then build it up i guess but the stretching afterwards for me is crucial if you're in a really like tight you know, yep. big block of training just to give your muscles a little bit of recovery the help that they need to recover I'm guilty of that I have to admit and uh, number two putting uh, you in the spot here hang on <laughs> what's the question again so it's like <laughs> the, th the three three things that you could three changes an athlete could could make or build into their training that would drastically improve their chances of, of not getting injured, injured. not getting injured building structure to it to, to the extent where you're not doing anything more than like I said 
5% extra every week. Like you yeah. could have just three different runs, let's say, and you could go all out on those, but then okay. you're doing them every week, the same thing, those three runs over, but just adding one extra little block or one extra little five minutes or whatever and that is your body's then going to be able to adapt positively yeah. to that really so not doing too much too soon yeah basically, basically yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that was number two you got a third <laughs> one there really putting you in the spot get a good physio that's what it is <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah no well recognizing yeah recognizing when things are too much so having a look mm. at your weekly schedule because mm. it's not just the amount of running you're doing or the the, the amount of sport that you are doing it's everything else. So yeah. are you sleeping well? Yeah. Are you eating well? Are you stressed at work? It's very easy all to these ignore extrinsic all factors that yeah. are really important to consider when you're yeah. looking particularly at a peak point of your training block. Yeah. So let's say three or four weeks before a marathon, you're going to yeah. be hitting some big numbers. And it's very Having easy a look to at your work this. schedule and going, oh, do you know what? This is really intense. I'm yeah. going to take one or two of these runs down yeah. a little bit. It's, or I'm going to sack work off yeah, and just so, become a part-time athlete. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes people, I think, have a tendency to, I, I see it, they're like, oh, I've had a crazy week at work. I'm just going to go out and blast a run out and let off some steam. And it's almost like it's I mean, that's fine. If, if it's a Friday night, you're not going to go and booze afterwards. Yeah. And then Saturday is a chill day and yeah, you get but, some like high performance yeah. rested. It never usually <laughs> is though. I mean, in my experience of friends that, that do that, it's people that it's, I'm just going to make numbers up, but say they're used to running 5k, they go out and blast a 10k because I've had a hard week at work. Yeah. It's sort of doing everything that we've talked about. Well, it's that, it's one of those up. behaviors that's setting yourself up for a grumbly Achilles or whatever, right? Matt, you can take us through this one. Yeah, so question. We, <laughs> yeah, we thought we would go through a few sort of popular, whether scientifically proven or otherwise, uh, sort of recovery protocols. So you can tell us if it's bullshit. Yeah, and get your sort of quick take on whether it's total bullshit, whether there's some veracity to it, whether... Do you say total bullshit or half bullshit? Yeah, you can, yeah. Say, you can say that. Okay, so foam rolling. It depends what you're doing with it. If you're foam rolling an ITB, it's just collagen and you're never going to do anything to it. If you're foam rolling a muscle, that's contractile tissue. So that's something that lengthens and shortens. And that's something, it's like massage, basically. It can help with recovery. So it depends what you're doing. I would say... If you're foam rolling the front of your thigh, for example, that's worth it, but side, not really. And then making sure you're not going and rolling over any tendons because that's just going to irritate what's already coming under quite a lot of stress. Yeah, so do it, but do it right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I say, like, oh, I don't think it's bullshit at all. I think yeah, foam rolling's got There's some good, pretty actually. good, like, YouTube. And get the massage balls as well. Get yeah. right into the glutes. I have a, a massage ball on my desk yeah. at work. So I'll sometimes put it under the Perfect, seat and yeah. move it de- ah. or under my foot for planter as well. Like, just yeah, yeah. to sort of. Uh, just I don't be careful because the massage balls are really hard, right? That's yeah. right. You can't so if you just lean into the wall against it, it yeah. tends to be better than uh, than full, full weight onto it, right? Yeah. Just be careful on the tendons and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. But generally, good a good thing for sure. And then you can just be on a call or something and just you know not putting a great deal of weight there but just sort of like moving stuff yeah. around a little rolling around and then find it if you find a little tight spot a little sensitive yeah. spot hold it for like eight to ten seconds and then roll around find another spot you know i'm sure there's a couple of little knots in there that should you uh should it bring you to tears for no rolling, i don't or? think you should no okay. no no and don't do it for too long i would say just literally you don't need more than a minute of rolling and yeah. slow go really slow because you're never going to identify those little spots of sensitivity unless you go slow through the muscle yeah i've got two foam rollers in the house and i don't use any of them. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone just would like to buy there. a foam roller <laughs> just get in there yeah okay second dry needling 
Giant Eagling's good. What it's, is this? I don't even so know what this is. It's sort of origins through uh, acupuncture. Oh, so it is what I thought. It's yeah. what it sounds like. They yeah. call it dry needling because... Well, needling because there is wet needling as well, right? Wet needling is then just an injection, right? Yeah. And okay. So that's where it comes from. It's like in sports, they were doing injections of Achilles tendons, you know, in the 80s, 90s, get them back on the field, that kind of thing. Uh, and of course, the research had to be, okay, you know, control group versus experiment group. And it turns out, injecting nothing is also beneficial for uh -huh. certain things. Okay. So uh, that's kind of where it comes from. Also from a bit of an acupuncture background and they just use the acupuncture needles. So it's the same thing yeah. in terms of the pain reduction. So acupuncture has really been proven and it's used in the NHS actually. The research is quite robust on that, that it helps reduce pain for like long-term chronic problems as well as like acute issues as well, mm -hmm. which is like shorter term stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Okay. Uh, do it to myself sometimes and suddenly, yeah. suddenly thinks it's very weird. Yeah, it sounds painful. Okay, uh, talking about weird stuff, cupping. <laughs> cupping, I think that was a fad. And uh, it was basically Michael Phelps came out that, <coughs> that's one, right. yeah, yeah. that one Olympics and he had all these bruises all over his back and everyone's like, oh, cupping, that, that's definitely something that's worked. But there's no evidence behind it. Okay. So uh, I would say no to that. It's one of those things that looks so strange. It looks like it should be good for you. Like it yeah. looks kind that's of painful. So right? Anecdotally though, people tend to say, oh, I went for cupping and it was great. And now, you know, there's been a few people that have said that. So There's a lot. I mean, the placebo effect's real, exactly, right? Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. so uh, don't rule it out. If there's something, uh, if, give it a try. If I you're a cupper? Say, I would say give it a try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you a cupper? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I cup. <laughs> I enjoy a cup. <laughs> okay, we touched on this a little with foam rolling, but massage. Massage is good. I mean, we're generally not talking like, about kind of scented candles and no, no, not <laughs> whale noises. But. Yeah, like deep tissue and like there's some fascial release. They call it right. So, um, but it helps. It helps recovery. It's the same thing as stretching. You're basically improving uh, the blood supply and reducing the pain and sensitivity of the muscle afterwards and keeping it more pliant and just keeping the flexibility in the muscle. Should you cry? Generally, if you've just done a big workout, you're probably going to cry a little bit, even just with a light massage. It, should, it should be borderline uncomfortable, maybe? A yeah, on the, on the line. On the line. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I remember getting a massage once, um, it was in Poland, that was some... I think this was a different type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it but, was but a, it's a good massage. story. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we were talking about sports. Are we back into cutting? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was so painful, like it was one of these make you cry massages and she's like oh I'm going to help you you know you won't and I had been having sore heads for a long time see like four days after that never had the sore head like honestly it was the really? most painful massage I've had I felt the best after it not immediately <laughs> after it I have to say but longer term it was wow. great yeah. I'm still not sure I'd go through it again, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it could help, but just be, you know, just an extra little bit of pain. It'll sort of kickstart a healing process as yeah, well. Right. Afterwards, so I don't know if pain. It was. It's a weird. It was like pain, discomfort. It was. It's a pleasure pain. No, it wasn't yeah, pleasure. Maybe it? that's a better way yeah, of saying okay. it. That masochist side yeah. of you uh, enjoyed it. <laughs> I just enjoy a massage. So even if it's quite a solid massage, I enjoy it. So I think there's sort of that kind of like uh, parasympathetic. Mm. effect yeah. as well of yeah, just like on a rest day in a heavy and, block you yeah, just yeah. sort of an hour of of being sort of pampered essentially yeah. almost <laughs> right but so, I guess that could yeah. be more of the recovery you talk about yeah. having a solid recovery Joe and maybe you know a relaxation a relaxing massage might be one of the ways to do that yeah. sure. I, I like that as well yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah. so moving on from massage but massage guns they become a bit more trendy lately. oh yeah that, yeah that's it yeah I mean there's I've seen them a lot actually in gyms and uh, fair play it looks great it feels good why not? Yeah. Someone said to me the other day, oh, what do you think about these massage guys? They're not putting physios out of business. 
there's no obviously no substitute for having a professional know exactly what they're doing. But a massage gun can help for sure if you've got a little knot or something. Uh, yeah. Imagine kind of like foam rolling in, in that you kind of need to know or you yeah, use it make, right. Yeah, make sure you're using it right. Yeah. yeah. Again, just not putting over the hard bits on the, on the bones or Have you saw tendons. anyone come in with an injury for not using it right? Uh, <laughs> I have actually, injury? no. Oh. I, no I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about it too much, but uh, I saw a personal trainer using it in the wrong way yeah. and the client of his had already a raging tendon problem. And, and it uh, wasn't yeah, helped. You know, it wasn't no, helped for yeah. sure. I didn't realise it was happening and then, you yeah. know, just make sure you're doing it on the, the muscle itself. Do your than, research yeah, or do get your professional research. help. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we're going to go into the world of compression. Running in compression socks. Is this from a fashion point of view or is this from yeah. a, no, is no, a no, physiological this is, this is sort of... Purely physiological. Right. Some people say it helps with shin splints, but there's not much evidence, evidence for that. But I would say give it a shot if you've got really raging shin splints for sure but I don't know I've never used it myself I know a few of the guys in attack use the compression I've just, socks I've just compression socks on events and it's just placebo I think does it feel does it, it feels better then? I'm not a competitive runner so I should say that but I think it's just placebo it's like I feel like it's doing something so I'll go for it but I don't yeah. notice any difference. I mean, for sure, right. it's going to help with the the reuptake of, of blood. I mean, it's going to help. Yeah, with so it. from a recovery side, yeah, yeah. Afterwards, afterwards, maybe. as well, you know, your compression, yeah. compression helps. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And then your calf is like a peripheral heart. So when it's squeezed, it's squeezing the blood back up into your system. So if you've got a more of a squeeze, then you know, theoretically, it should be helpful. Is that why if I do a hard session, I can see like little palpitations in my calf muscle? Or is this something I should uh, see that's a doctor a neurological, about? That's a neuro, that's for circulation, so that's a neurological thing. So it's when you've been working really hard and there's and it's been going over and over again. And generally, you get it after a really hard session. Yeah. see it a lot in like elite sports people as well. And me. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was putting you in that bracket, yeah, yeah. actually. Yeah. You should have taken I appreciate that them. I wasn't yeah. going to take it. <laughs> okay, so moving on. Well, compression world still. Like compression boots, the kind of uh, Norma Tech. This is the things that inflate. You had them after your Ultraman. Yeah. 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 So inflatable boots. Yeah. Or they go down the whole leg, though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure there's, you're going to get more pressure out of that than you are just sitting in a bath or something, you know? Or are they, are they really... They're pretty tight. Okay. They you, get pretty you got tight. Them? I've got some. Have you got every yeah, yeah. single bit of uh, equipment? Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just got a good story. <laughs> I thought you were a purist. You came into this saying, oh, I'm a swimming but purist. Only swimming snake. purist. Yes. <laughs> I, I flip-flopped on that, so come on. I can be persuaded. If I show you my back, I'm full of cups. <laughs> <laughs> Cup bruises. You're definitely a cupper. Yeah, full-on cupper. <laughs> I'm also going to say I didn't pay full price for my normal tech boots, so I'm also a cheapskate. But... Um, <laughs> Cheap recovery. I think I'm mean, gonna. I don't know. I don't I know. I really I'm, like my compression out. boots, but I think it's totally like psychosomatic. I, mm. I think it feels nice in a way a massage feels nice yeah. to me. Well, it does I find it relaxing on a rest day. Yeah. I'll just sit there for like half an hour with my laptop doing some work. Amazing. Get my uh, get some deep. I've seen them and there. it just looks like it's going to hurt. It just looks painful. Does it's lovely. No, but okay. No, but I mean like not in a massage way, but in a sort of someone punching your leg sort of way. Yeah. So how does it work? You put it on your leg and then you then blow it up using some No, you, you a attach CO2 it to like a compressor. You just have your one. You, you need a whole, with, you need with a, with a track yeah, I can't do it with my, just one leg. Can you help me out here, please? <laughs> it's like a, an electric compressor and you attach it there and it just uh, in various different 
preset pack. Uh, so you can okay. either get it so it sort of goes from the ankle. Oh, up nice. To yeah, kind yeah. of flush. Oh, nice. Or you can get like different Alternating, things. Alternating, yeah, 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 squeeze. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. nice. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, a bit like those massage chairs you find in, uh, yeah, in Skipple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that kind of idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they've gone cheaper at the moment. You can yeah, probably yeah, get yeah, some yeah, of them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so different tact. Cryogenics or cold, like cold thermos, what do we call it? Thermo thermostasis? Yeah, correct. Well, yeah, what do they call it? Yeah, cryo, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. A lot of athletes in the late 90s, it was massive. So everyone would be going into white, uh, into ice baths after yeah. uh, like a football game or whatever. Certainly helps with if you've had a really intense training session. I think it's the kind of constriction of the blood vessels while you're in the ice bath. And then the dilation afterwards just helps keep the circulation going and helps flush things out a little bit. I've done it for my shoulder overuse injury yeah. or whatever. It's great for the symptoms. Yeah. I mean, it's not a longer term thing, but if you, so say it's I've not, always. Yeah, it's not a treatment, it's symptom no, management, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's, and so if you want a bit of respite from the pain or you've got yeah. an event or something, I reckon I would do so it. We yeah. went to the one at Olympic Stadium, yeah, right? That's There's right. the uh, cryo, oh, yeah. the cryo freeze, lab. Freeze, freeze lab. Freeze lab, that's yeah. it, yeah, yeah. So uh, Neil put me on to this place and I, I actually went the week after I did my Ultraman and I felt golden two days yeah. later. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't think, I then felt terrible two weeks later. Ah, so okay. it could have also been sort of putting off. But I, I do think sort of the general... I think as an instant, like yeah. real yeah. instant thing, it's yeah. not. I, I get the impression it's treating absolutely nothing, but it's taking away the symptom. So it's treating yes. the symptom, as you yeah. say. I don't think personally it's going to give you any sort of long term. How thing long is it? Is you, like five minutes, 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 three minutes. Yeah, I think it's, it's like a, minus you're something like a one minute in a, a sort of pre-chamber, which is forty already... seconds. Forty seconds in the pre-chamber, okay. two two twenty in the the other one. It's horrible. Yeah, oh, actually, well, it's not pleasant. It's not pleasant. No, it's unpleasant. Okay. There's nothing yeah. pleasant, but it was something. Yeah, I guess the first, minute, the first minute, it's either. okay. The last minute, you're like, I will do anything to get you out of here. Honestly, like yeah. it is. And you think, you think, so they put you in the pre-chamber. What is the temperature of the maximum? Is it minus 200 or... No, it's one ten or something. Or something no, like no, that. Yeah. no, it's more than that. It's way it? more than that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google this today. But I guess that's like a shock, isn't it? It's almost like a, a system shock. Somehow so, trying yeah. to re reset. Things I came across it. It was actually a shoulder surgeon well. that done an ultrasound on my uh, shoulder. It's him that told me about it. And I was like, oh, come on, here we go. It's just going to be a fad. And I put it off for months. And then it was just getting too much. And eventually I went. I went and I was like, oh, I just, I was just telling my friends, oh, I've just done this, uh, this cryotherapy. And they're like, oh, you know, did it help? And I was like, actually, I've not even tried. So I started making all the movements that would usually hurt my shoulder. And the pain, actually, was, yeah. the pain was gone. And I was like, do you know what? <laughs> it actually did. It didn't last, but I never expected it to. But it gave no. you that relief for a, a week or two. Um, and so I've always said when it comes to a big event, I'll definitely go there. If it the, could give the you relief before. for pain, then that's good because then you're not going to be moving with pain. Because if you move with pain, you're compensating and then you're right. moving, you know, your movement strategy is worse. So you're sort you of can like have reinforcing less, the bad movement. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So And then eventually you're going to get imbalances because mm -hmm. one muscle group will be stronger than the other, right? right. So, uh, yeah, if it allows you to move better without pain, then it's definitely a good thing to help with the recovery process. Yeah, yeah. You can sorry, it is minus, minus 110 degrees oh. C. Yeah. Yeah. Throw away, I got 200. So the first, it feels the like, first it could be minus, like minus 40 or something. That's right. But yeah. it's a dry, it's a dry, uh, yeah. cold. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So it's just, but you there, what are you in your, in your speedos? Yeah, in your shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. And they give you a really fetching kind of thing for your ears and uh, for your feet and your hands. Oh, nice. And, yeah, it was yeah, funny. Yeah. I went just when the, the first lockdown and they give you a mask, and I was like, you're not going to catch. 
you know, the virus in here, they said, no, you always have to wear a mask because <laughs> <laughs> when you breathe in, it's... Uh, yeah. but, so the first 40 seconds, I think, is at minus 50 or something, right? And you think, oh, this isn't that bad. You step into the really cold chamber for the next two minutes, 20, and you're like, this is all right. And, you know, the first minute... And then it is like you would, the last you would minute, do you're counting anything seconds. to get you start, out. You start hyperventilating. You're like, no, oh, is it more I, I've like tried like... many. I've tried to sort I'm, I can meditate the shit out yeah. of this. Yeah, 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 work. yeah. I've, yeah. I, walk, I usually walk. I walk around to try and... You try to warm yourself yeah. up. The last like, minute you are, you just start yourself. <laughs> That's <laughs> counterintuitive. Yeah, yeah. But, and then the minute you come out, you feel amazing. Like, and you, you, I start getting all these weird thoughts. Like, what if the door doesn't open? Well, they like, yeah, they forget about me. Well, they come in and they count you down and sometimes I wish they wouldn't because you're like oh I've been in here for two minutes and they're like minute and a half left and you're like <laughs> oh fuck so it's not but I can attest it it relieves the, the symptoms for me anyway nice okay so then uh, the next one we had on the list was tens or what do we call those oh yeah that's uh, for pain relief right yeah I guess there, so there was it's some electro there was some yeah, old, yeah, it's, yeah I've got a it's a fairly old uh, old technique for just helping pain right and generally it really helps for lower back pain but I don't think the evidence is very robust for and so else. generally you're kind of running a current between two ends of a muscle or something to get it to, to it's just electric yeah, stimulation exactly. there's two different it's types all, there's tens and there's yeah pens or something or something uh, what is it transcutaneous something anyway it goes through the skin and ba- yeah. you know like the daily top and, uh, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. the old ab, ab uh, yeah. without that. working yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I think that's what it is, basically. So it'll yeah. stimulate the muscle, and then afterwards, mate, the, the idea is that the muscles are a bit more relaxed. Yeah, and, uh, I've got the power dot that Lance Armstrong was always going on about. Uh, I've never, I've not found it to be great. Yeah, some people swear by it. If you had a long-term back problem, it's worth yeah. giving it a shot. But um, yeah, at that point, I guess you, it's worth giving a lot of things to yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do just stuff even, yeah. just <laughs> even cryotherapy. Okay, other end of the uh, spectrum from cryotherapy, like sauna or heat therapy or... Well, we've got some experience with that. On the attack training camp, we did a sauna almost after every day, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was great. It felt amazing. Uh, no, nobody was injured, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so say, that's like, science. Yeah, that's science. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. yeah. And Finland have been doing it forever. So, that's true. Uh, I don't, I've never heard of an injured Finnish person. <laughs> no, that's it. Yeah, so. yeah. I've never seen a Finnish man <laughs> in my practice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's, that's enough reason as any. How about um, but heat as a as a sort of um, applying heat to muscles before sports or before doing stuff? Could that uh, is this like I don't think so. Spray, like a extra spray? extra heat over the top of just wearing some warm trousers or whatever. Yeah. I don't think maybe it's necessary because you're going to warm up very, very and warming quickly. up. Yeah, you you if, when you're running, you're going to be. But even for an area that's tender or injured, yeah, it could be worth it. If there's a, t- a grumbly tendon that's not really. Uh, too much of an issue but now and then yeah it might be nice before a race because at that point you think to yourself yeah I'm going to go full gas here yeah the tendon's going to come under stress here let's make sure it's super warmed up you could get the same from a really long warm up I mean uh, yeah yeah. I've got my own theory here and I want to test this on Joe (laughs) I've never really touch wood had any terrible injuries my theory is it comes from swimming from such a young age it could be. There's a big something to be said about that. It's so easy on the tendons and, yeah. and joints. But actually doing exercise and pushing against resistance, but minimal resistance. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That I feel that I've gained quite yeah. 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 Like so your cardio and systems and muscles have been really good condition because yeah. because of that. With at minimal cost. At minimal cost to the joints and yeah. the tendons because you're not putting it through under hardly any duress other than this. You know the stress that you're giving the muscles yeah. yourself. You know. In the training, so yeah, 
I think that there's a lot to be said about that. Yeah, because swimmers, it's always I, shoulders I, I or nothing swimming else from, almost. That's it, yeah. I recommend swimming a lot for people to recover yeah. from things. And I guess also if you do all the strokes, you get different range of motion, different, that's it, you know, yeah, so yeah. backstroke, you're opening up your chest a little bit more, yeah, yeah. all but those things. So. The, other, the other thing is we're all sitting at, a lot of us are sitting in an office, right? So we're using yeah. all these front muscles in the body, but the swimming uses a lot of your extensor yeah. muscles, all of your back muscles. It's a completely different uh, movement. As long as you've got a good swimming coach and you, you're doing it, the technique's good. It's yeah. really good for recovery from anything, actually. Yeah, even when you talk about like rest days or something, right? If, you know, rather than like skipping the rest day to go and do a bike ride or a run, yeah. like do an easy swim if you need to do something because yeah. like you'll get I more benefit. I did that actually out. my last, my last marathon training block. I did once a week swim, just half an hour. Yeah. And, and you get the aerobic benefits. deloading the joints, yeah. but you're getting some cardio effort. Yeah. I think a lot yeah, of people perfect. are just afraid. I hear it all the time. I can't swim. I can't swim. I, do, I can't swim. Everyone says they can't swim. And I think a lot of people I are just scared. I was that person. Yeah. Yeah. I was exactly the I same. Was, it was actually, a, yeah, I was just scared because I just rubbish at swimming that was exactly and I didn't want to be that person that's just yeah. the rubbish one you yeah. Know? yeah but as soon as you get your head around that and get a decent uh, coach yeah that was it yeah, yeah. and yeah. you just like this is the beginning of like I'm at the bottom of the curve yeah. at the moment like yeah that's it and yeah. there's nothing better than actually having something that you you're not very good at and then becoming reasonable at I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah 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 actually yeah. seeing yourself you, improve yeah, yeah exactly yeah. like because like for most of us like we're as good at cycling and running as we're ever going to be yeah like, probably like the the, yeah. the Margin is very small now, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like I might one day run a 310 marathon. I'm not going to run a 240, you <laughs> yeah. know, like overnight by yeah. concentrating no, on exactly. it or something, yeah, yeah. You know, or something like that. So, so you're on your, the edge of your physiolog physiological scene. Yeah. And like time and age and yeah. all these different things involved. Whereas starting something new, you get to yeah. like start, like be at Massive, the bottom like of that. rapid yeah. improvement. Yeah. yeah. And, and then if you come out in that. the middle of the pack, uh, you know, yeah. in the first transition, you're just yeah. like, yes, result. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly there what happened to me. I was just like, I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I can't believe I'm actually coming out middle of the pack. It was amazing. Yeah. I know a lot of athletes who like of different sports who've like incorporate swimming now into into their training as like a that sort of rest and recovery while still yeah. getting huge aerobic benefits because yeah. it's also one of the few sports where you're you're focused on your breathing and you're limited in terms of your breathing yeah so you have to get into a rhythmic you know sort of a it's pattern. like you're basically it's anaerobic training almost because you're you're not able to get enough oxygen the one thing i struggled with with swimming was just constantly feeling like i've just out gonna pass out this is why i can't do one or two laps because every time I can do a tumble turn physically, but yeah. I lose out on that extra breath and I'm just like, oh, dying. And then you've, got, yeah, you've got half a length trying to recover yeah. the breath and that you've so lost. I just, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. giving up. And I keep saying every time, I'm going to devote some time to actually getting in and I still can't yeah. get through it. And the worse you are at swimming, the harder it is on your cardio systems as well. So it's true, that's yeah. a really nice uh, yeah. point. Yeah, I'm terrible. So half an hour in the pool. <laughs> yeah, it goes a long way. <laughs> it goes a very long way, yeah. <laughs> What we usually do with guests is we compare your Strava to my Strava. Oh, wow. <laughs> Didn't know it was good. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and, you know, I have to say, usually I don't fare very well out of this. Joe is a new father. So I remember, I'm hey, well, well, oh, no, are we talking lately? That, yeah, that, mine's embarrassing. Been, right? How yeah. old's your, your boy? 11 months. So, I mean, come on. It's not 11 <laughs> weeks here, Matt. That's come true. That's, yeah. So let's have a little look. Well, we'll start with swimming because we were talking about swimming. So, so we take an average. <laughs> we, take the last, we take the last four weeks. Neil's average distance is 1.2 kilometers. I'm surprised at that. That's not bad for me. Your average time in the swimming pool or your average distance for the last four weeks is zero 
Zero, Joe. <laughs> that was I a mean, long build. Oh, yes, I was already, I already knew was coming. <laughs> right, right, right. I tell yeah. you what, I'm, this is the thing. I'm moving to East, and there's lots of swimming pools there. Yeah, uh, well, More we options. will call you yeah. to. We will call you out. No. Like, let's have a look at your running then, because you're a runner. Joe, you probably just need some good goggles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you, can you sort me out what you do? Yeah, no worries. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll give you some cupping. Well, you're you're a runner, and I've not been doing a lot because, as you know, I've been getting fizzy on my uh, on my ankle. It's been a bit dodgy, so we'll, you should hopefully win this one. Right, so <laughs> let's say last four weeks. Right, my I've done about eleven kilometers uh, per week. Not bad for being, you know, coming out of injury. Can I just put a, a caveat bit, in here? I've been a, ill for the last three about, weeks. <laughs> listen, I've been Genuinely. injured. Yeah, I almost <laughs> lost my foot. <laughs> One hour twenty-three average time. I've been training running per week, and Joe, you've done an average of two and a half kilometers. I reckon of which <laughs> of which. Most of that is showing your I patience what to do to on the say, treadmill. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I am becoming a bit doughy. I'm, it's actually uh, becoming an issue. So uh, twelve minutes though. As soon as I've done the big renovation job, I'm out there again, guys. <laughs> twelve minutes a week, average run. <laughs> it's but not good. If we take those figures, that's a good pace. Joe's focusing on his rest days right now. Yeah, that's it. Rest is so important. Right. Did I not already explain that? Right. Um, maybe your cyclone will redeem you. Let's have a look and see what your cyclone is. Right. So Still terrible. My average distance is forty seven kilometers that's obviously not taking the last couple of weeks your average distance on the bike is five kilometers <laughs> <laughs> that's because you, like, i do a half an hour on the swift and that's like about 10 kilometers or like, yeah, no, 15 kilometers i was, I was gonna you're one of these it's people that sits on strava when they go to the supermarket on their city bike also, right? that's what that is i'm just not using my watch anymore ah. it's, it's broken <laughs> if anyone sees it running cycling or swimming has anyone got an old garment they can let me <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's just a bit of fun mate. Actually, Joe, I think one more question. Like we, we covered sort of sports injuries earlier. I'm wondering how many, like we are, you know, basically approaching middle-aged manhood. How many injuries are DIY related? <laughs> I fell down the bottom I, of my house. I should get a good physio for myself, actually, because I'm about to do a paint job on oh, the house. But yeah, oh, painting yeah, yeah. ceilings is massive oh, really? for swimmers. Be careful painting ceilings. Really? They, they yeah, like because you're in this horrible position, arm above the head, a repetitive, repetitive movement, yeah. and you get a bit of a, pinch, a pinching in at the yeah. shoulder. So just be careful. Yeah. As he's all avoided, you get the uh, the long The long one, thing. exactly. But I By fell down. I was going under my house to check some pipe work and I've, I've went under the house a million times and I jumped wrongly and landed on a concrete slab so if I you're went, doing a, all shades are wrong a full paint on the house I think you maybe a psychiatrist could, uh, <laughs> could be help because or at get some a point painter. You, you need get help get a painter yeah. you'll yeah, save yeah, the money yeah, in the long yeah, run yeah. without the physio build <laughs> yeah actually yeah that's a good point and your training plan <laughs> <laughs> right Matt tell us where should we be in our training uh, well, just now we're going to cheat a little bit this week um, or this month. Basically, you should just be at attack sessions because <laughs> if you look at what we do. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> if you look at what we do, like, I'd say at this point, you, you want to be building up the swimming. Fortunately, all the pools are now open. You can start to no get a little bit anymore. more volume. Exactly. And some like swimming different paces. So that, that's your Monday and your Fridays, sort of uh, doing some faster intervals on the Monday and then some open water swimming on the Friday. So, you know. We tick that box uh, in terms of bikes start to add a little bit more distance but we've been sort of working a little harder a little shorter up till now so what we want to do is start to sort of lengthen that out gradually with a little bit sort of more distance at those slightly faster paces so that doesn't mean going like balls to the wall for three hours or anything but if you're training for an olympic event uh, an olympic triathlon for example could be an hour 15 let's say on the bike 
So you might want to start to stretch that out to sort of like a two hour ride with four sets of 10 minutes at a faster pace. Doesn't have to be full on race pace, but gradually sort of aiming for that. And I think you'll get that in most of the rides that we're doing now. So the Tuesday ride, you're going to, you're going to get a, a ride of sort of an hour and a half, two hours riding with others. So sometimes the pace will change a little bit. So I think you're going to get that in the sessions that we're doing. And the same for the run, really, in the a nice balance of, of speed and, and a little longer work. So following the track sessions on the Wednesday, a little bit of speed there. I think we need to be careful when we use the word speed as well. So it shouldn't be yep. all out maximum sprint efforts. And it's relative. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and light distance, it's relative to where you were. Exactly yeah. that. So, I mean, even the shorter intervals of like 400 meters, well, the usual gauge is around your 5K race pace, which it's fast by... 10k half marathon yeah. standards but yeah. actually it's not in your standards it's not a full-on sprint and then start to just gradually build that weekend run now so so exactly following the rules that joe, joe was talking about earlier but, um, <laughs> you know, don't go out and do that like hero worship yeah. workout where you think the running more than anything like i don't want to be yeah, but yeah the, the cycling people are doing three-week tours you know so cycling you can recover from but the, the running is is the one that you need to think about uh, in terms of you know just five percent extra a week yeah and yeah. you're like the cycling because you're like you're attached to the bike, so you sort of, I mean, I guess there's limited sort of uh, damage you can yeah, do in, in to, some to ways. The, there's not so much body weight going through the limbs, basically, yeah, yeah so it's, uh, and through the joints. Yeah, whereas uh, there's, where's, what they reckon it is when you run, each time you hit the floor, it's some ridiculous weight, which... Oh, uh, the really? torque that goes through the knees. Yeah, the torque yeah. through the knees is, is like... That'd be like, bigger for bigger people, right? I'm screwed. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's a magnitude of like ten essentially oh, right, of, right, yeah, of right. your body weight. It's really crazy, sort yeah. of. So thinking about that, which you don't have on the bike, essentially, no. or in the pool, no. you know. So so I think yeah, be more careful with that. But adding five minutes a week to that long run is plenty, and then making sure you you know you don't need to add every single week. Go out and do a tech run. Go and do thirty <laughs> minutes. Make yeah. it easy. Yeah. We're almost at the end, almost, almost at the end, but this is a point where we usually say what we're reading, what we're listening to, what we're watching. So I'll go first because mine's are always nothing to do with triathlon. I was watching a bit of the highlights of the... Giro d'Italia. That's it. Thanks, I've, Anna. I've been watching a YouTube series on Inside the Nuclear Submarine. <laughs> I forget the name. It's a really popular YouTube channel. How it? <laughs> <laughs> this guy and he was inside the US uh, nuclear submarine that was under Antarctica. It was really cool, quite interesting. So, so that's what's me. he doing under? What's he doing in his submarine? No, well, he's it's one of the US nuclear submarines, and he got a tour to got to spend two days on it. So he's just showing you all around it, all the parts that he could, and you get to see a lot. Like how do they cook? How do they do the toilet? How do they breathe? All this kind of stuff. It's really cool. It's a popular YouTube channel amongst like children and stuff. Obviously, YouTube knew I would like it because it just kept giving me suggestions, and I'm like, next, next, next. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so cool, like just stuff you'd never even think of. Um, pretty cool. So that's what I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of uh, Scooby Doo and In the Night Guard. <laughs> oh, it's a great season. Garden's it's great series. Yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah, really, really the top toys. Notch. Yeah. <laughs> There's some really good shows on Netflix now. Oh yeah. And they've realised that the sort of Nickelodeon approach to children's entertainment drives parents insane. <laughs> sort of like the the louder and brighter. Oh, and yeah. so there's some really nice, like quite calming shows, which kids like, but the like there's one now, which is, it's basically a silent kind of uh, really? thing, but it's, uh, I think it's like a bunch of robots running a around. A silent and, kids show? Yeah, but they, they're sort of like blast. very active and interactive, but yeah. 
but it's silent. And the, uh, there's one called Trash Truck, which I really recommend. Trash Truck. Yeah, and uh, it's just that. very gentle. It's very... It, Trash you know, Truck. Yeah. We're, we're recommending kids shows. Like a, yeah. a pre-bedtime uh, kind of thing. Yeah, but it's also like they love it, but they, it's just not all the flashing lights and stuff. Uh, so it's okay, actually quite quite nice Calming. for those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm a, I've got a lot of shirt. Puffin so is that what you've been watching, there. or do you have a book or a po- anything that you? I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm sure I had something, the but um, actually, the one for us is we've been. We did five seasons <laughs> of Line of Duty in about two weeks <laughs> recently. Is it good? I need to find the time that for that. Be I've been recommending that. It's What's it called? Line, line, of line of Duty. So it's a BBC is show it? about sort of bent corruption. Bent yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's on. How would you do it? Like through some dodgy VPN? Is it like the through, bill? Through the dodgy app that <laughs> you recommended me. Oh. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. So, right, okay, so I can see it there. So it's on the episodes. There's Neil's libel. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think there's about six episodes per season, so it's kind of, yeah. you know, nice and... Um, is it turbo trainer friendly? I'm always looking for stuff to learn. Yeah, oh, maybe it, it yeah. is, maybe it is. I started um, watching... Kaminsky, uh, what's it's with uh, Michael Douglas, the Kaminsky Code or something? The Kaminsky Method. That's it. Yeah, uh, it's quite funny. I'm only a couple of seasons, uh, a couple of episodes in. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting. I tell you what, I smashed out on the Turbo Trainer the last couple of weeks is uh, Below Deck. It's so trashy. It's like uh, it sounds like exactly the same one you've just told us about. Well, <laughs> Below Deck. No, it's not completely <laughs> this one's on Netflix, and it's uh, it's like a reality thing with people that work on the yachts. Oh, it's fucking. It is so trashy. But that's what I want for a turbo trainer. Something you don't, you don't want anything to. Uh, no, yeah. You don't use your brain, basically. No, something yeah. like you don't kind need of to rambling think. podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the David, the David uh, Miller and Ned Bolting one's really good on, uh, yeah. on the Giro. Actually. I think they were going to do another one for, what the, was that for the tour. One on the- I can't remember what it called, but they basically worked the word Farfalle into the title. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's great, actually. They're both just rambling and talking about hardly even talking about the Giro. Yeah, uh, really nice actually. I'd recommend that one. And, and on on that note, I think that was a good place to wrap up because we've good. been we've been rambling on about stuff that's not necessarily about triathlon. Yeah, so sure. thanks thanks for coming Joe. No. Thanks, um, thanks Anna. Pleasure. Thanks Anna. We'll see you all next time. <laughs> Subscribe, rate and review Attack the Pod wherever you listen to podcasts. Find show notes and links on attack-club.nl and leave comments, questions and suggestions on Instagram at attack.club. Happy training and racing.